Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy and debuting on the show, I've got actor Akron Watson. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing good. So, brother, where are you from? Because I said Akron. I was thinking you were from Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Everybody says that, and that's okay. Um, but I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. Uh, I do want to visit Ohio at some point because that's where LeBron, LeBron is from Akron, Ohio. So I want to go check it out and see that school that he built um, and maybe get an autograph. But no, I'm from Dallas and uh, I'm New York based now. I moved to New York in 2014. Okay. But you know what? I just have a bone to pick with you. I never heard you say, I want to come to Toronto and view <laughs> all the Met Lit radio listeners that are listening right now. How can you do that, Tasakron? Come on, brother. <laughs> you know, you know, it's. As an actor, I got to go where the work is. But, you know, if Toronto will bring me up for a movie like you do a lot of my friends, I will be there. <laughs> All right. Now, did you want to tell the listeners that don't know about you, how did it begin for you where you broke into the industry? So um, starting off, I had some great parents who put me in plays and musicals at a really young age. At old, I played Tiny Tim in um, A Christmas Carol and my dad was Scrooge. So that that was a big deal for me. And I saw that, so that was my first experience with it. And then moving forward just a little bit, a guy in my church who sang at my church, who's, his name is Cedric Neal. He's currently on the West End in uh, Guys and Dolls. Um, he, at that time, was going to be in Lion King. And so I got a chance at like eight or nine years old to see somebody in my community go and be on Broadway. And that was huge for me, you know, and so things like that just kept happening in my life. My pastor was a drama teacher. Uh, my school had a really great drama program. And so by the time I graduated high school, I kind of knew that I wanted to be like Will Smith. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my entry was seeing all these great black men around me um sort of say yes to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Donovan LaCroixy, too, you have, because I was one of those great ones with those guys, too. I don't act, but, you know, radio hosts, brother, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you. Thank you for bla blazing a trail, <laughs> All right. So that first project, right, that was called, throw that out again, you were cutting out there, that first project that you got introduced to, that you were, Timmy, you said? I was Tiny Tim in Tiny Christmas Tim. Carol and my dad. Yeah, Tiny Tim. Okay, okay, okay. So, and then it didn't stop there, did it? From Tiny Tim in Christmas Carol, I played Jesus in <laughs> a show called The Nazareth. Mm -hmm. Um in school and that was my introduction into being a lead and i was like i think i was seven years old then so you know the roles the little roles kept coming also my mom was a singer and okay. so yeah simultaneously i was singing in the choir and learning how to sing from my mom and some of the choir members so okay all right did you adapt any of those singing roots i can sing 
and dance. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody I knew, everybody I've known for a while, I'm just thinking about this, Donovan, but everybody I've known for a while can act and sing. Ooh, okay. So, and so it was always in me to just put them together. And so I, that's what I do now mostly is I sing, I act and sing. I do mostly like musicals. Okay. All right. But... I mean, singing, right? You did sing and tell listeners what show you got to appear in. It was 14 years ago. We saw you in one of the biggest shows. Today, it's still big, but people don't care for it as much as they used to. <laughs> right. Um, I wonder why. No, in 2000. <laughs> I'm just saying, no shade to them. <laughs> no shade to Fox and 19 Management. But in 2010, I was on uh, American Idol. Uh, at that time, it was season seven, and it was Jordan. It was the year that Jordan Sparks won, and I auditioned in San Antonio with 20,000 other people, and I uh, made it onto the show. I got my golden ticket. And then I got kicked off the show in a little bit of scandal. But again, no shade. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm not laughing at the scandal part, but I know you don't want to share too much. But what happened as in why? In case listeners ask, why didn't we see you again? The, the whole city of Dallas asked me that. So I got on the show and then um, they aired the episode where I got my golden ticket. And then they came to my house to film me for a little bit. It was me and my cousin, William Green. After that, um, in between me getting my golden ticket and going to Hollywood, I got cut for unknown reasons, they said. And to be frank, the reasons are still unknown. So I don't know why. And we don't know why. And an attorney came to me at some point and like, it got... It got crazy for a little while, you know what I mean? But we still don't know. Mm -hmm. Do you think race could have played a factor into it? I think when you're dealing with Fox, absolutely. Okay. All right. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's unfortunate, Fox. You got to be careful how you operate now. And 10 years, well, 14 years later, you really got to be careful how you operate now. <laughs> now, what's your thoughts to American Idol getting rebooted, but with a different network this time? I think that it's a huge, it's a huge production. And I think not every person involved help make a mistake like that was made with me. So I hope that the right people are in place to get the right people seen so that we can get some amazing new artists. That's what I'm hoping. And so I have a lot of hope and I'm, I'm really kind of glad that there's another platform for like myself to be seen. Okay. All right. And do you see yourself releasing an album or an EP and going into the singing route? Yes. The way that that's going to happen, though, is is so I'm so strategic. But when I go to Atlanta this year, I'm going to start working with some artists that I'm really excited about. And it's nobody that you've ever heard of, actually, to be honest. And that's the whole point. But yeah, I've been I probably write a song a day, but I've been holding a lot of music up until this year. Okay. Any inspirations in the music game you would love to work with? I do see you working with, I put that on my own mama, on my hood. I I see you working with Victoria Monet. Me and Victoria are going to make a Grammy. We're going to, we're going to win a Grammy together. Um, but I want to work with Frank Ocean too. And, um, 
you know, honestly, I want to do a whole album with Frank Ocean. I think my biggest inspiration is, this is going to be so weird, but John Legend sitting down at the piano writing songs is my biggest inspiration. I think that's, I think the way he makes songs and the way he makes music is beautiful. And even though we've given him all the credit that we could possibly give an artist, I have to give just, he just changed the way I thought about music. He is the Donny Hathaway of our generation. All right. All right. Would you resample We Are Ordinary People, which is in its 20th anniversary, 20 years ago, that song came out? I did not know that. Absolutely. I want to put his music in a musical and have him produce it and we win a uh, 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 Tony together. Okay. Put Victoria in there as well, too, right? (laughs) You know, Lin-Manuel Miranda did uh, Hamilton, made Hamilton, and then got all his favorite artists to be on the CD. That's what I want. Okay. All right. Victoria, if you're listening, I don't know if you'll listen. I doubt it. But you could work (laughs) with your boy Akron and, you know, make, you know, make some magic happen, you know? All right. All right. All right. So we'll look out for that soon. Your music, right? Yes. Uh, the first album is, is going to be called I Can Do All Things. I can do all things through Christ that mm. strengthens me. That type of vibe. Or do we do I can do all things on my own or all things with my boo thing? <laughs> it's going to be a mix because that's me. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm asking, brother. We have the listeners, right? We, You might want to take that Christian side of approach because, you know, with the times we're living in, they can be evil. Or you might want to take the fun route. I think that I want to get universally, I, I want to get my truth out. And my truth is I am saved and I love God and I am a human and I have needs and desires. And I'm trying to deal with that all the days of my life. <laughs> oh, okay. And that's okay to have needs. You're not the <laughs> devil. You're not evil. But if you have those sexual needs that you want fulfilled, right? Ooh, I got to get married soon, too. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Join the club, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. You know that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So the message, like you said, you want to focus on you being a human, right? Yeah, I want to focus on being a human because when I say I can do all things, what I really mean is like I I could make a terrible mistake right in front of you, and I'm hoping for forgiveness and grace. Okay. Extend from and which is is what I've learned that God gives us all that we wake up every day and He gives us grace for being human. Okay. What's your take these days with, you know, secular and gospel artists as being exposed in the industry? Because Kelly Price recently ran on a rant exposing some gospel artists. What's your take to that? Mm, on a lot of them. I grew up around, um, you know, either directly in contact with Kirk Franklin or like with friends of his from God's property. You know, I I dated somebody from God's property. Um, And so I've always known gospel artists to be human. And because of that, whatever flaw their humanity exposed, I've learned that it will be exposed. And, 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 And so I'm not shocked, but I always am, you know, vigilant in trying to live my life 
in a certain way. And so I can see how somebody else would falter. I'm understanding, I guess, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So should we cancel them? Let's say if we do find something about Jonathan McReynolds or we do find something out about Donnie McClurklin, should we cancel these people? I don't think so, because then how how can we receive, you know, I think if you need to cancel them, do what you need to do for yourself. But I think to encourage other people to not receive what they can get from a Jonathan, Mc because he's still being used. He's still being used by God for his good. He just messed up. He messed up. And so I wouldn't encourage anybody to cancel what they could get from someone. Okay. But even if we're standing on the promises of the almighty. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you cancel somebody and you're standing on the promises, that, then just know that like you did what you thought you needed to do, and he is fully behind you. And so whatever message he needs to get to you, he's going to get it there. Okay, okay, okay. As long as we're not canceling my boy who's speaking with us right now, Akron, okay, listeners? Because we we wouldn't want to cancel you. What if you, what what do you do as an artist if you do get canceled? Um, I, I think you check yourself. <laughs> I think you check yourself in, in and make sure that you are um, not cancelable. <laughs> I think I need to do that sometimes. So I think that some people get frustrated about being canceled, but there's a message in it. So maybe try learning the message. All right. The message is learn from your goof up, right? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, then, the, well, there's definitely a lesson learned there. You just won't be heard of ever again. <laughs> is Ty Trebek canceled? Wait, Ty Tre well, I couldn't hear you. Ty Trebek? Yeah, is he canceled? I don't know. Is he? <laughs> no, I'm just asking. I mean, he's putting out music, but there's no hype no more about him. Oh, I don't know. That's true. I think that, I, I don't... I think some artists just like their fan base just kind of goes away. Wow. 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 Okay. With you, it's not going to go away. It's even going to get bigger and better. And did you want to talk about the lead in a musical? What do you call it? Because you do love performing arts. You do love theater, the dance, the everything about it. I feel mm -hmm. like I love it talking to you. <laughs> I do. I fell in love with it so young that it has always been. Now, I didn't consider it a career for a while. But then when I did, what what I had to figure out was how, like how. And so I've been to be um, in this point in my career. But so so this year I'm opening a new musical off Broadway and I'm going to be the lead in it. And it's called A Sign of the Times. And um this year to do some things that I've been trying to do for a decade. Uh, one of those is I've been trying to be a lead off Broadway. And so I earned that opportunity. I'm opening a new show off Broadway. It opens February 7th, 2024 uh, for previews. And it's called A Sign of the Times. I play a guy named Cody. He um, is a civil rights activist. So 
you know, all all the things about this project are going to be amazing. It's set in the 1960s. I get to sing 1960 music. And um, I'm so excited for people to hear me sing this music because I I just love singing it. But also, it's going to sound amazing. Um, and the cast is amazing. Uh, Crystal Lucas Perry is in this. She just got nominated for a Tony for a show called Ain't No Mo. She, so she's hot off of that and coming right into this show. This is her like next big thing. So I think this musical is going to be huge. That's one thing. The next thing that I'm doing, I can't even say the name of the title of it because it will like light a fire. But it's starting in Atlanta. We start rehearsing it in March. It's going to go up in Atlanta in May. After that, it's going straight to Broadway. I'm hoping I can stay attached to it because if I do, I'll be the lead in this new big musical on Broadway. And I'm just, I am so excited to even be attached to it. Um uh, it's 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 uh, Amber Riley and Loretta Devine. So if anybody knows who, if anybody knows those people and knows what they're going to be attached to, you know which show I'm talking about. But I personally can't say the title contractually. But I'm just so excited about that. Okay, how come you weren't in the color purple? I was in the 2016 Broadway revival of the color purple. I want to, I want to, uh, Emmy for that actually. Oh, wow, congratulations! Okay, so fast forward almost eight years later when the movie came out, well, seven years later, how come you weren't in that, brother? Or you didn't audition <laughs> for the color purple? I, first of all, I think I, you know. I, uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I just I don't know. You know, I it's like I can't really explain it. It's like we didn't even get called for any auditions. Nobody in the cast from the Broadway version got called for an audition. And then I just feel like I wasn't in the loop. Like I just wasn't in the loop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, there was somebody who was in the Broadway. She wants her residuals for this movie. What's your take to that? She came out recently clapping at the movie. What do you call it? Saying she would like some residuals from that. Is she even entitled to it? I, I think if she can prove that it's her intellectual property, then yes, I think she is. Um, but that's the caveat is if you made something and then they use something without your permission one plus one equals two you you deserve your credit but you need to be able to prove that and that sucks as an artist because we come up with things that just blow your mind and it's off the cuff and we didn't write it down and you know if you can't prove it what can you do Mm -hmm. Well, she wasn't even in the movie, so listeners might say she wasn't even in the movie. Why should she get any pay to award it? I I think that I think that no matter where it's used and what medium, if you created something, it's your intellectual property, and you deserve if if nothing else, you deserve credit. Maybe not financial mo money, but if you created it, no matter where it is, it deserves to be credited to its original creator. Okay. All right. And your thoughts to what do you call it? Because these days, you know, actresses, especially women of color, are coming against the industry for not being paid as their equal counterparts. Taraji P. Henson was not even paid half and even having to drive herself to set. What's your take to that when actresses and even maybe some actors feel like they're unrepresented and underpaid? Um, I think that numbers speak. 
And so there is an argument that that is absolutely true. However, I think that if Taraji P. Henson was pulling in the numbers that she filmed Benjamin Button, then maybe she would have been paid appropriately. I, I, and so I, I think that the numbers speak in certain situations. And so we should be careful not to feel uh, in because entitlement is a big part of this industry. Can you hear me? Oh, you were cutting out. Entitlement is a big part of the industry, and then you cut out after. Sorry, entitlement is just a big part of the industry, and we need to we need to try our best to make sure that we're earning our keep. Uh, because we are artists, and um, we're not just entitled to money because we make art. That's not how art. That's not how artistry works. It's never been how artistry worked. I can't just sit here in my home and make something and expect you to pay me for it. Um, and that's when the numbers come in. How many people think? Ah, uh, so you're saying it's based on numbers, basically. Could be, could be in some situations. I, you know, and then it very well could just be uh, um, a total slight. And and in those cases, that's wrong. But we do have to do it case by case and not blanket everything in every situation okay 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 can there be some male what do you call it uh, black actors that could feel the way taraji p henson feels where they're unrepresented and they're not getting paid equally as their white counterparts heck yes heck yes and and i say to the entire industry if i could speak to everybody at one time it's this and it's that we need to be clearer about who is in place and where, because we can't just hire people, control the of a production, and we don't know who this person is, because that's where it messes up. It's not the director. It's not Taraji. It's not the people who are working on set. It's the producer. Mm -hmm. It's it's the producer. If you want to talk about the deal in, in The Color Purple, you got to look at Steven Spielberg and Oprah Winfrey and say, who, which one of you may made the choice not to pay her enough money because it's it's not up to the whole movie it's up to you wow that's true that's true so individual talks with producers and big executives right we got to get the producing side of everything we got to get the producing side of everything cleaned up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what's your message what do you want to tell younger actors coming up who are maybe of color looking to want to tackle this industry i tell them self-produce self-produce find an investor and i don't care if they give you ten dollars self-produce produce what you envision yourself being in that's that I know that we see it on TikTok and we see it on on all these big social media things, but that's the that's the key. You build your own audience there, and then you can do whatever you want to do outside of what you self-produce. You can go be on Broadway, you can go be on TV and film, but you will also have a product that people can invest in. Invest in yourself first. Not last, right? Investing yourself for every time you get paid off of what you think you're doing that you love, that you're passionate for, put a piece away as if you are your own employee. Amen. Amen. And that's what we should be doing, especially in a new year. Right, brother? 
<laughs> Here we go. What is it? January 8th? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, because we, okay, in 2025, how much did I put away then? If I, you know, spend a little on myself, how much would that be in January 8th or 9th of 2025? Yes. Hmm. Do you know roughly? No. <laughs> I don't think you know the math. That's okay. <laughs> wait, wait. I want to go back, though, because I realized why I wasn't in the Color Purple movie. is because they cut my scene. Oh, they did. They did. They cut my scene from the Broadway show. And that's okay. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Hey, sorry about that. And I'm laughing because still, you didn't know how much I asked you. If we invest a little on ourselves, how much would we have in January 9th of 2025 or January 8th of okay. 2025? If you dollar a day, if you mm -hmm. do a dollar a day, if you invest a dollar a day in yourself, then you what three is how many days in the year? 365? You have 365 dollars. Yeah. Oh, um, $365, right? Right? Is that right? 365 days, a dollar a day, $365. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's what should BLM, sorry, um, Black History Month should be 365. I heard it is in the U.S. I don't know. Sometimes they say it's not, but. <laughs> but anyways, thanks for answering. So listeners, it's $365 if you save $1 a day in each in 2024. We're not finished but other actors and actresses is invest in yourself right invest in yourself and self-produce mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now would you like to throw out your social media platforms and your projects yes um so in a sign of the times it is at the it's uh, it's opening for previews at new world stages on february 7th city um that is an off-broadway show and um, I'm also working on my own musical. It's called Pawns, the musical. Um, there's more information on Pawns. Sorry, it looks like, sorry. It looked for a second like my sound might've messed up. Um, but there's more information on Pawns at my website. So all my social handles are at Akron Watson, um, but you can go to akronwatsononline.com to get information on my musical, on um, the the musical that I'm writing, as well as the musical that I'm about to. Um, and then I have a movie out later this year called Solidarity. And that is with Dustin Todd Films. Dustin Todd is a new, new filmmaker, genius. Um, shot that in LA over the pandemic, actually, in 2021. While everybody was inside, I was secretly outside shooting a movie. Yikes. And so that is, that's coming out. And I'm really excited about that. So 2024 is right. That's it. This year is going to be huge. And please, at Akron Watson, at Akron Watson everywhere. Okay. They didn't cut your scene out, no? In solidarity. <laughs> I don't know until it goes. <laughs> you don't know, eh? I don't know. Okay. Hey, all right. Any final things you would love to tell the Met Radio listeners in Toronto? Keep listening to Donovan. And thank you so much for having me. All right. All right. I thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much. All right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroixie. I would love to thank actor. You can throw out your name again. Akron Watson. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.